Welcome to episode 31 of the unofficial Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Dave. And this week we're doing a character analysis of Rory Gilmore played by Alexis Bledel. That's right. Alexis Bledel was born Kimberly Alexis Bledel on September 16, 1981. So happy late birthday to her. And she was born in Houston, Texas. So I know a lot of this stuff is just general background knowledge. A lot of people already know this, but for those of you that don't, uh, this is her basic bio. She looks like an all-American girl and talks like an all-American girl, but she's actually half Mexican and half Argentinian. Her mom's Mexican, her dad's from Argentina. So. Yeah, I, I got an inkling of you know the Mexican background uh, before I knew that she was uh, raised in Texas. But one of the episodes on Gilmore Girls, she was talking to the maid, and she was talking to the maid pretty good. And then uh, later I saw a TV interview with her, and she said that uh, Spanish was her first language. Mm-hmm. So that showed. Um, she was a model while she was in high school. I think actually like an international model. Like she went to Europe and things like that for modeling. So that was pretty cool. Um, she went to NYU for a year. Um, before getting her break on Gilmore Girls. Um, Gilmore Girls was her first TV, movie, and audition ever. So hmm. before that, she just modeled. She never acted before. I th- well, I think she'd been in like plays and things like that, but as far as in front of a camera. Sure. You know. Well, that's good. So she sort of got discovered in that sense? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, she's been in a few movies since she got her break, and I've seen most of them. So, um, the first one was Tuck Everlasting. You remember that one, that Disney movie? Yeah, vaguely. And, <laughs> like, even when you go back and look at the, the cover, it's hard to, it's kind of like a quick glance, you don't know it's her. I don't know. They got well, because she looks, she, she was 18 when she started doing Gilmore Girls, and she mm-hmm. played a 15-year-old Rory, but she actually looks 15. Right. They were, like, when he first started. And Tuck Everlasting, she looked really young there, too, so... To think that she was like, you know, 19 or whatever when she did that. Yeah. That's why, like, now she it doesn't have a, as much of, like, a baby face anymore like she did when she first started, so. She still looks very, pretty young, but now that, like, yeah, the baby face, I go with, I go with that description, sure. Well, I don't remember, what was the premise of Tuck Everlasting? I don't remember that. Oh, uh, you read, you said you'd read the book when you were younger. Yeah, that doesn't the, mean anything the- with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like you've read that many books. This is true. I know about five. You had them on your hands. Yeah. It was the one where the family drank this water that made them... Oh, they could live for forever? Yes. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. she fell in love with like the boy, the family, and she was going to drink the water. Hmm. It's about her deciding if she wants to live forever or not. I also I also read a book... Like along the same plot lines, where like you know there was one family that could live for forever, and like the other neighbors didn't know. But that was more modern because I remember in the book they drove places. Well, in this one, no, nobody knew it. And did they have cars in that movie? At the very end, oh, the man. guy was on a motorcycle. But it was set in like the early 1900s, most of the yeah. movie. So maybe I did read that movie, uh, read that book. <laughs> but maybe they just took out a part of the book to make the uh-huh. movie. You know how like. Interesting. So, okay. That was one of a few movies. Uh, the other one uh, that comes to my mind is Bride and Prejudice, which I haven't seen, but I get a lot of emails about. Um, I plan on watching it. Have you seen Bride and Prejudice? No. Oh. 
another one was called Disenchanted. And in that one, I think it's a, I, the IMDb said it was like a movie about a bunch of different, like Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. All in one? No. Oh, I'm confused. A bunch of different characters. Like that's the characters of the movie is all those princesses and stuff. And Alexis plays Goldilocks in that one. So she's actually has blonde hair, hmm. which looks really weird to I'll me. Have, I'll have to check that out. Oh, geez. It might be interesting. I don't know. Alexis Bledel is his Matt Zucri. What? <laughs> Not that bad. Um, his desktop and his computer uh-huh. is a big old picture of her. And yeah. I have a picture of David on mine. Yes. So who's more <laughs> obsessed? Hmm? Uh-huh. He might not rave about it as much, right. but he has like this. Alicia, I have to have those pictures up for research, okay? Um, not on your PC. Oh. Because you do all your podcast stuff on your Mac. Hmm. I can do research on a PC. So why do you sit there gazing at her half the time? I plead with her. Daydreaming. Okay. <laughs> um, also, a movie called Orphan King, which I've never heard of. But then you get into the ones I have heard of. Sin City. She plays a prostitute. She did a pretty good job in Sin City. I was impressed. Her blue eyes, really. Yeah. Like they used that. They, yeah, they totally exploited that. <laughs> but that was cool. It was cool. It's good, it good uh, cinematography in that movie and, uh, you know, really good imagery with the way they put the contrast between the black and white and her blue eyes. So I dug that. And I heard that they're making a Sin City, too, and there's talk of bringing her character back to life for that. Oh, did... Oh, wait, we don't want to ruin... Well, he already sort of said it. So she died in that other one? Yeah. I forgot about that. Because they got her because she was a rat, right? I don't want to ruin it for everybody. We already <laughs> said they're bringing her back okay, to life Okay, but I don't want to get emails one. from people being like, she died. What are you talking about? You're oh, yeah. crazy. That's and, lame. <laughs> that's lame. <laughs> okay. Um, another movie she was in was The uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, which I got dragged to the theater to see. He only came, went to see it because she was in it. <laughs> it's true. She played Lena, the Greek girl in that one. So. You could say Greek hot chick. It's cool. No one's going to judge you. <laughs> All right. Um, and there's also talking about um, that was based on a book, the series. Well, the movie was based on the first book, and there's two other books in that series, and there's talk of doing a sequel so if they do, we'll see Alexis in the sequel. I'm sure. So yeah, I, I'll go. I'll go watch it a second time. I just <laughs> you were like, let's go see the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I'm like, oh, I'm asking me like another yaya thing. And I was like, I'm not going to see that. You're like Alexis Bedell's in it. I was like, <laughs> I'm willing to uh, do budge on this one. And it was like the epitome of chick flick. Oh, it was bad. And he's sitting there going. <laughs> the whole time and like rolling his eyes and but you know that like he's only hasn't walked out because he wants to see another scene with her you know it's true Pretty funny that's why you like her more than i like matt oh uh, approved it why because i want to sit through a chick flick for it i'm confused you don't sit through chick flicks normally mm-hmm. anyways and then she was in i'm reed fish which we talked about earlier this year i, I still haven't seen that one did that ever come out i put it up on the website it was an indie film yeah so it was i don't out. think that it came out in the theaters except for like you know two theaters in like downtown la la somewhere so yeah great we'll have to look and see if we can get that one on dvd like we did hooked i'll check it out i'll find out okay and just some other little tidbits about alexis she has a dog named sophie hmm I, I think why. that's pretty interesting. Um, it's a Maltese Chihuahua mix. Not my preference, but to each their own. 
Yeah, no, I'm not into toy dogs. She dated Milo Ventimiglia, or however you say his name, for like three <laughs> years, but they... Three years they dated? Yeah. What? So, for Are a while. Sure? Mm-hmm. I don't want that confirmed. It was a long time. I'll ask her. <laughs> You'll ask her. Like they talk. Yeah, regularly. and you know what? Like, and they were they, and, and so when they broke up, right? We're not going to address that stuff on this show. Well, we are now. We are now, but it wasn't we're talking, like we're talking about her background. But like, we didn't do it as breaking news. Yeah, and we're not going to. I just don't think that, that we're the type of podcast that's going to cover that. I don't know. Listen to the TV Guide podcast or something. I wasn't upset when they broke up, though. I was kind of. Well, Overjoyed be- when they did. Well, that's so. because you relate their characters to their to the actors sometimes. But what I'm saying is, don't come to the Gilmore Girls podcast for gossip. That's all I'm saying. Right. But we during the actors bio we discuss they've been married and things like that. So this is just topical for this moment. Mm-hmm. But they broke up like a few months ago, and we didn't address it then. So right, that's what I'm saying. And one thing, I think we've mentioned this before, but in case you are newer to the podcast and haven't heard an older episode, she hates coffee. I don't know what hates, but she doesn't drink coffee on the set. She I read drinks, that a bunch of places. She has soda in her cup. Dr. Pepper. All right, that's a rumor I'll get started. How about that? <laughs> okay. Mr. Don't Come to the Grammar Girls podcast for gossip and you're starting rumors. <laughs> but you know, you know what? I, I wouldn't go as far as to say she hates coffee, but... And the only reason I say that is because I've read, uh, I read some interview like, you know, scouring the internet for all things Gilmore Girls to bring things to our listeners, and I read somewhere that you know this girl was like sitting down talking with her and did like a quick little like interview or whatever for her website, and she said that she was drinking coffee then. Maybe she just doesn't like to drink it all day, right? That's what I'm saying. Which so, is what they do on the show. Which, so. which is not that's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't go as strong as she says she hates yeah. coffee. She just doesn't drink it all the time. Now, see if that was me, I wouldn't just want regular coffee. I would specify like pumpkin spice latte in there, uh-huh. or whatever you know is a seasonal drink. You know what? I don't care if it's seasonal or not. If I was oh. a big star, oh, they might they they, they better be making you. me cinnamon dolce lattes year round. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you're sort of a coffee snob in that sense, you know. I just said, if it was me, this uh-huh. is what I would do. Oh, oh, right. So. I guess you get to still be a cop, coffee snob. A coffee diva. Coffee diva. Coffee aficionado. Yes. So, that's pretty much what we have for Alexis. Yeah, life. Just, just her background. Like, I don't know. She comes on for the show for an interview. She could tell you more about herself. I don't know. That's, that's as much as I know. Or as much as I'm willing to sit here and discuss on the show. Plus, we have a lot of comments. A lot. Um, thank you guys for all of your input. Some of, again, some of them overlapped, so we yeah, tried yeah. to narrow it down as much we'll, as we could. We'll get a lot of repeats, so we'll pick you know pick some of them and go through those. So if if you hear a moment that you you mentioned or you know something you thought and you sent in, but somebody else said it, well, we might it depends. I don't know. We flip a coin. I don't know. All right, so just some different ones from. Various seasons, things like that. Um, Melissa said that her favorite moment is in the last episode of the very first season when Dean and Rory are broken up and Dean comes to Chilton because he thinks Rory was trying to talk to him, which she was. Dean is walking away and she says, Dean, wait. He turns around and says, why? Then Rory says, because I love you, you idiot. Then they kiss and get back together. So that was cute for that time. Yeah. Very brave of her. Yeah, and I liked Dean. Then. Yeah, then. Season one, Dean, was yes, okay. Very good. And that's funny, too, because she freaked out when he first told her that he loved her. So she, like, ran away. 
Um, Caitlin said that her favorite moment was, this was back in season one also, I believe, when the sky and Luke's hits on both Lorelai and Rory, but he doesn't realize like they're together because they like aren't sitting together at the time. Isn't that, isn't that in the pilot episode? Maybe it is. I think it is because if I, I'm having like a flashback of like watching that scene out play out in my mind and Luke's diner is arranged differently. Like it's like a regular bar along one side and then just a little open area on the right, which, you know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. long um, type building. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. But anyways, I think that was in the pilot. Cool. Okay. And Lorelai's like, what are you doing? You really like my table. You're getting to know my daughter. And then Rory's like, are you my new daddy? <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Um, especially when he finds out that she's 16 and like he was, like leaves because he's freaked out. So Yeah. <laughs> And then Shumi said that her favorite moments so far have all been from season six, which is interesting because a lot of people didn't like the season six Rory. So um, she said all of her scenes from the Friday night dinner, the one where they fight, the big Friday night's all right for fighting one. And she said it's the first time you really see Rory standing up to Emily and Richard. Compare that to any of the dinner scenes in season one, and you really see how much Rory has changed and matured. Yeah, I'd agree. She did a great... I mean, the actress, Alexis, put out a great job during that, uh, for those scenes. And I think that's one of the things that's really neat about the age we've gotten to see Rory. She started out at 15, 16, and now she's 21, will be 22 this year. And you really do... They did have done a great job of showing her grow up and mature and change. Because she is not the same girl she was back in season one. Yeah, and you you have to have uh, character development and change in people, especially over years of of doing a, a show. Because if you didn't, it wouldn't be as realistic. But then you also on the other side of that, you have a lot of people that are like, "Well, you know, I don't like the way she's, you know, changing, or you know, I don't like who she is now." But people change, you know, and and so do so do characters over you know seven years of doing a show. Right, and there's been a lot of people who hated the way that she dropped out of Yale and. Blamed all of the things that she did, like the end of season five, beginning of season six on Logan. She's a grown woman and can think for herself. So all those decisions she made, she did on her own. Nobody made her steal the boat. Nobody made her drop out of Yale. Right. In fact, it was her who suggested it. And Logan was like, are you sure? I don't think you should drop out. And he was like, wasn't sure about stealing the boat, you Mm -hmm. know. So I just, you know, she has changed. And like season one, Rory never would have done that stuff. But... She kind of rebelled later. Yeah, a lot of a lot of women, where some people are late bloomers. She was like a yeah, late rebeller, you know. Sure, sure. A lot of people do that. That you know, they have so much structure and stuff going on in their lives, and uh, you know, she grew up. She she knew exactly what her goals were and what she was supposed to do, and her help her mom not drove her to do those, but helped her keep on track with her you know her decisions and her goals that she wanted to accomplish. And then there was a time when she started to become an adult, where she thought to herself, "Well, I get, well, I get to decide." You know, and, and, and she started, her emotions got to her, and she just, you know, decided to rebel and go against everybody. So. Well, and what happened, too, was, like, her mom and her grandparents had always said, you can be a journalist, you can be a journalist. Mm-hmm. And then somebody came along and said... Oh, you're not, you're not a, and you're not going to be a great journalist. Which and was it, Mitchum. Mitchum. And it, it also, yeah, you bring up a good point, because 
it's it's like everyone's saying, "Oh, honey, you could be the you know you could be the president of the United States if you want to," and "Oh, you'll be the, you're so smart." And you that know? was what and was th- keeping her going, all right? Those years. But then, but then someone who's actually in that field, like everybody else, was just her family. She's thinking, "Well, maybe they're just being nice to me," you know what I mean? And so you get somebody who's in that field and owns a couple of different newspapers, some big ones, and that person tells you that you're no good. I mean. I can see where she would have, uh, you know, put some weight behind what he said, some validity to that. And she just questioned it. I mean, everybody kind of questions if they should be what they think they should be when they grow up, if they can actually do it, you know. We've all been there. So I think that they did a really great job of showing that. And they showed what happened when you disagree with what your parent wants you to do, you know. So I don't know. I just think it was really important for her character evolvement to have that happen. Not that it was, it wasn't pleasant watching her go through that, but it was no, necessary. No, no one's saying that. Yeah, no one's saying that. But, but it was necessary. Yeah, you. And look at her now. I mean, much she's, stronger. Oh my gosh. Just that, that um, debate with all the other editors of all the other Ivy League newspapers. Yeah, oh, the one where I was afraid that they were going to have a love interest with her and that the guy sitting yeah. next to her. Yeah. <laughs> just the way they showed him, I was like, wait, are they trying to introduce a new character that's late in the game? But they didn't. So I was wrong about that one. But yeah, I remember that. She held her own and she, you know, was uh, opinionated, but she wasn't like sassy. You know what I mean? But she um, she knew what she was talking about. Right. You know, she's a journalist. Right. All right. Another one that Shumi had was after Honor's wedding, when Rory found out about Logan's cheating on her, where he had many blondes for Thanksgiving, as she said, <laughs> she goes and gets drunk at the bar. She especially loves when she talks back to the bartender and the waitress in her breath. I like say, I love that too. I like say quotes from that all the time. I'm like, she's all like, I'm sick of people touching my stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was a funny scene. It was it was showing Rory like out of character, like you'd never seen her drunk before. And Alexis did a great job of playing a drunk. Yeah, she did. And she was like, "Hey, Doyle." <laughs> and he's like, "How's your night been?" And she's like, "Very excellent." <laughs> And then she's like runs out of her drink and she's like empty, sad. <laughs> <laughs> and then so they they decide to, to pay up and then go outside and they they're saying their goodbyes and he's like oh I'm freezing she she didn't even skip a beat she goes you want my coat he goes sure <laughs> she's got like a strapless or a sleeveless dress you yeah know? and he just has a shirt on and <laughs> he's, he's like this is lovely <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because like. He didn't even skip a beat. He was like, "Sure." No, he didn't do like this, you know, the gentleman thing. Like, no, no, that's 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 ridiculous. I'm not taking, uh, you know, your coat. He was like, "Sure." <laughs> and then he like tries to kiss her neck or whatever, and they say goodbye. I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. But at least like he didn't kiss her lips or anything, or make a big, or then, it, it become a, another subplot line. And but then she was all like, "Could this night get any worse?" <laughs> so uh, that was classic. That is definitely one of my favorite scenes as well, Shumi. She said also in the episode following where Paris is berating Logan and Rory's in the background just kind of nodding her head and going, yup, uh-huh. It was very funny for her to her for some reason. That was because she was just totally agreeing with Paris and Paris was giving him hell because as only Paris can do basically. So. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was definitely cute. And then the last one she had was from season five, actually, which was the conversation between her and Logan, where she calls him a butt-faced miscreant. And, like, he, she calls him a whole string of bad names, so the one he focuses on is butt-faced miscreant. Yeah. Great. That was the episode where she sniffed the books, wasn't it? Ah, uh, the book sniffer episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to sniff books, too. 
That's why I like Rory, because I can relate to her quirkiness. That's cool. I like Rory, too. Not for the same reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay, now I'd like to read an email from Brian. Um, he said, hey, Alicia, first of all, I love Rory. I mean, take your love for Logan and multiply it by like 100, and that's how much I love Rory. Oh, kind of like the way Dave yeah. likes Rory. I do not like Rory 100 times more than you like uh, Logan. Hmm. Not true. Gilmore Girls is one of my favorite shows. I really didn't get into it on purpose. I was told to watch Roswell when it was on the WB on Tuesdays at 7. I watched it and thought it was okay, but not great. Then the TV said to stay tuned for Gilmore Girls at 8. So being adventurous, I watched it and loved it from the start. The witty comments got me. Anyway, my favorite Rory moments are when she meets Dean for the first time. Her fights with Paris. God, you're like a pop-up book from hell. That's pretty good. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Um, her organizing the giant pizza for Lorelai's birthday and her Harvard road trip. Where she's like, stop complaining about the tunes. <laughs> Rory's a unique character as much as she, she seems to be the perfect daughter. You find she has many flaws. As Dean pointed out one episode, along with all the great qualities you and your mother share, you both tend to dig your heels in. She is stubborn just like Lorelai, but she has amazing dedication not just to her dream of Harvard, but to reading and supporting her mom. However, as she grows and goes to Yale, she becomes more unlike the prodigal daughter and into a college student. She still takes criticism hard, as she did with Mitchum Huntsberger's telling her she doesn't have it in journal- journalism. She's more impulsive now than before, but no matter what, no matter how many fights, her loyalty lies with her best friend. Love the podcast, Brian. Very Thanks, Brian. W- yeah, very well said, Brian. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Well, that pretty much sums it up in his email, so I think we can call it a day right Oh, yeah, now. that's it. No more podcasts, huh? <laughs> no. Let's roll the music. Yeah. <laughs> Mayanne wrote in to say that her favorite moments were in season six where Rory calls Logan's dad to come down and see his son when he was injured. Where she, That was classic. And you would just have to rewatch the episode to see it if you don't remember that scene because I can't do it justice. But she was very assertive and really funny. And then he, it did work. He did show up. So, mm-hmm. And that was like her first time to speak to, let alone stand up to Mitchum since the whole internship thing so yeah go 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 buy season six <laughs> it goes on sale on tuesday, uh, tuesday of this week yes the 19th and then her other favorite moment was in one of the season five openers when rory had just returned from yale and was still on her final sleeping schedule and was doing her laundry and making macaroni and cheese which at like probably like three o'clock in the morning i get on those schedules sometimes too yeah we stay up real late and then sleep in a little bit then uh, Claire emails in to say that her favorite uh, Rory moment is when she takes care of Lorelai after she and Luke break up in season five. Uh, she says that it really shows how nice and caring she is and that she's willing to leave her busy Yale life to help her mom. She even goes around and steals all the ribbons from Taylor. Uh, Claire says that it's her favorite episode because of how Rory acts. And I'd agree. It, you know, it shows that she's still grounded and still like has her priorities set right. She didn't just go to Yale and lose her mind. My favorite part of that was when she's riding around in the limo and she doesn't realize <laughs> it, but it's Luke honking because the limo's in the way. And she's like, what? Are they honking at us? Don't they know that we are depressed? And then like, she pops her head out the top of the limo. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I'm not normally in a limo when she realizes it's Luke. <laughs> yeah. That was funny, though. That was really cute. And Logan came to her rescue that day, too. Oh, yeah? 
because her car was in the shop, so he let her borrow his driver in the limo. That's right. Yeah. Just wanted to throw that in there. Nicole said that she enjoyed seeing Rory start out at Chilton and was really shy, but now she takes control of a situation, like when Paris wasn't able to put out the Yale Daily News, but Rory was. She just thinks it cool that over the years you got to see her grow and get stronger. Totally agree. Right, and I also like how the writers worked in that Rory didn't immediately become the editor of the uh, Yale Daily News. Right. You know, so it wasn't like cookie cut and like all, you know... Predictable. Predictable and planned out and stuff like that. They sort of made her... Uh, well, she dropped out of Yale, and that's why probably she didn't get it. Paris got it then. Right. It, it, only, yeah, a lot of people are thinking that just, you know, by default she got it by, is how Paris got it. But I like that because it makes me wonder what other things that I expect to happen aren't going to happen in the show. You know what I mean? Right. And I'll, I, I, that actually keeps me going as a as a viewer. Don't don't just spoon feed me everything that uh, you know like it should be. You know, throw throw a curveball in there every once in a while. Like have having Rory, you know, drop out of Yale and not becoming the editor. So that really keeps me interested. I agree. Claudia emailed in to say that her favorite Rory moment was when she gets obsessed with her study tree from season four. If you guys remember that, it's the one. It's the the. The tree that she picked out in the quad that she, you know, liked to sit under and study because it fit her back right and it was shaded properly and, you know, had good foot traffic of people going around, not too much, you know. Um, but she goes to sit in it and there's a guy sitting in it and he won't let her have it. So in the end, she ends up paying him 20 bucks for it. So Claudia thought that that was her favorite moment. I can relate to stuff like that. I have to have certain spots like to study and read too. So I think it's cute that she did that. Okay, Sylvia has kind of a random one that's her favorite. Um, she said it's in season two, the episode There's the Rub, when Jess comes over to Rory's house and they tell Paris that the only way to eat a French fry is with a salt and pepper dip. She said she tried the dip and it's really good. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, oh, you're saying, you're saying Sylvia tried the dip? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of pepper, so I can't relate. Although you like Dr. Pepper. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, um, Miranda said that her favorite one is in the episode Die Jerk in Season 4, when Doyle tells Rory that she needs to put more opinion into her pieces for them to be better. She ends up going to the ballet and writing a piece of how awful it was. Everyone congratulates her on what a great piece it was, but being Rory, she ends up feeling bad and tries to correct it. I thought of this as almost a glimpse of what Rory was going to be like in the more like in the following seasons, being more expressive and dynamic. And that's very good. Yeah, that's an interesting observation, Miranda. Well, and she felt bad about it, especially after the girl confronted her in the cafeteria and, and said, die jerk. And yeah. She called her like a hippo. And <laughs> I forget, but she was... This, this girl had been practicing ballet for like thir- every day of her life for the past oh. 13 years. But like... <laughs> I remember when they were watching it, they were saying that like her uniform or like her ballet leotard was like too tight and oh yeah she yeah that was not good and you could tell that Rory was shocked that that would even happen right that, like that she would be confronted by a person she gave a review to right so that was pretty good and I think like Emily and Richard had read that article and they said that she did a great job on it you know they were like well you have to write the truth or something like that so. Christina said that she likes when Rory graduates from Chilton and makes the big speech that always makes her cry. It even made Luke cry. She thanks her mom and tells her that she's always wanted to be just like her. 
Um, that's the episode called "Those Are Strings, Pinocchio." So, very cool. And then a couple of comments from the website I picked out. Uh, one of them was from Gigi Lover, and she says that uh, one of my favorite Roy moments is when she does the big jump with the Life or Death Brigade. It shows that she isn't just the shy, quiet girl everybody knows, but someone who's willing to take risks. Right. And that, yeah, that's exactly what that whole scene was there to show, and also show that her and Logan are going to be having fun in the near future. A lot of fun. Oh man! <laughs> but yeah, no, I like that. It it also I don't know. I like that whole. And it, well, didn't we review, did we review that one? Like two episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed. That's a great episode. That's like, like when. You know, communication classes are studying the Gilmore Girls, you know, 10, 20 years from now in college. That'll be like the textbook one. Well, that's the episode from season five that has the audio commentary of the Paladinos. So you can get their insight on it if you want to go check that out. Um, Another one, we had a couple of people said this was their favorite was when she gets her first kiss from Dean and she says thank you and like she runs out of Taylor's Market with like um, baking soda. Or yeah, something. she stole the baking yeah. soda. <laughs> that was funny. I forgot about that. Did, uh, that was Gilmore Lover ninety three and M on yeah. the website, and that website's GilmoreGirlsPodcast dot com. Oh yeah. For anybody that wants to go and leave more comments or have a little discussion with other Gilmore fans. I have a lot of favorite Rory moments, but the ones that stick out in my mind currently are in, I think it's episode four of season one, when Rory's late for class and she misses the test mm-hmm. and she like goes ballistic on everybody and she goes up to Tristan and she's like, and the name is Rory. <laughs> I think I've told you guys this before, but that is definitely one of my favorite ones. Another one was in Wedding Bell Blues when she's dancing with Logan and he's like, Rory, you're special. And she's like, you mean like eating the glue special? Yeah, something like that. And then she like kisses him because Christopher... I said, you know, who wouldn't want to kiss a Gilmore girl so she gets all motivated because mm-hmm. she thinks that that's something her mom would do. Uh-huh. And just the cute little things she says, like, the one time she was like, who's the skirt, you know? <laughs> yeah, when, like, Finn and the boys were over and they brought that girl in. Right. I, I, I say that all the time. I call women dames and skirts and stuff. That's my thing. So just, I don't know, there's really too many for me to list. You guys brought up a lot of good ones, though, so thank you for that. Next week, we will be doing a character analysis of Lorelai Gilmore. That's right. Played by Lauren Graham. So email us with your input on that. And we're also, we were going to do a whole episode of Just Speculations of Season 7, but I really wouldn't be the best person to do that as far as speculations because I've read too many spoilers for the entire season so far. So I don't want to ruin it for you guys and accidentally slip up and mention a spoiler. But we will be talking about the spoilers for season, for episode one of season seven. Right, which will go back to our original format of having a podcast, and then you know toward the the last like you know one third or one fourth of the podcast, we'll actually discuss uh, spoilers. We'll have that audio warning to let you know that you know you don't have to listen to the rest of the podcast our spoiler music yeah basically yeah so and that and that'll start our next uh our next review so i'm excited that means means that the one after that will be the very first episode review of season seven yep 
Okay, Season 7 starts on Tuesday, September 26th, where we accidentally said 27th last week. It's the 26th. Mm. But Season 6 goes on DVD this Tuesday, the 19th. So, oh, and just an FYI, our cable box is now showing CW as the name of the channel that was WB. Yeah. So maybe it'll be the same for you guys, too. Just thought, I just noticed that yesterday. So. Very cool. So if people want to email us, I am Dave at GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. And Alicia, you are? Alicia at GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. That's A-L-I-C-I-A. And just remember to email us with all of your Lorelei moments that are your favorites as soon as you can. And thanks for listening, guys. So until next week, have a great week. Bye.